0: You're Thank listening you so too. to such a, short Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. A few days ago, a US book editor sent out a tweet that has since gone viral. In it, he called for stories of those who found their success later in life, saying, I get tired of under 40s lists. Well, today, we're going to meet three women who've done just that. To realise that while the universe may be limiting our opportunities right now, that doesn't mean time is up on achieving our life's goals.
1: We carry the double burden of being women and being older, which makes you damn near invisible in the supermarket aisle. But we still have some agency if we're articulate and if we are looking for some meaning. So let's use it.
0: On September 5, South Dakota and award-winning book editor Doug Murano sent out this tweet.
2: I get tired of under-40 lists. Show me someone who got their PhD at 60 after losing everything. Give me the 70-year-old debut novelist who writes from a lifetime of love and grief. Give me calloused hands and tender hearts.
0: The stories that this tweet uncovered showed that while an emphasis is still put on the education and career paths of younger generations, there is a contingent of older people who aren't happy to stop learning at 40 and who certainly don't think their careers are setting stone before they hit 30. The median age of Australians as of June 2019 is 37. That's the age at which half the population is younger and half the population is older. Back in 1999, that age was 35, so as the years pass, our population is steadily growing older. It does vary state to state, with Tasmania boasting the highest median age of 42, up from 36 in 1999, and the Northern Territory has the youngest, at 33. Like most developed countries around the world, lower fertility rates and a longer life expectancy is leading to an ageing population. Over the last two decades alone, the number of people in Australia aged 85 years and over has increased by a whopping 117%. That has led to a slower growth in the working population, of those aged 15 to 64, and that's because of the number of people we now have in the over 65 retirement bracket. The median age for Australian workers is 39, but the median age for Australian university students is just shy of 27. It's no wonder we still put a lot of focus on those young people who are just starting out their careers, getting the education they require to move themselves into the workforce. But the pressure for those young Aussies to achieve something before they turn 30 or 40 is really big. They're shown a world where workers, especially women, find their career opportunities getting slimmer the older they get. And for some, finding work after 50 is near impossible. But what about those who do a career change in their 40s and 50s? Today, we're going to shift the focus and look at three women who are throwing the stats out the window and choosing to ignore all the social pressures of achieving everything in life before you hit 40. Like Maria Giorgio, who gave up her 18-year teaching career to strike out as an interior designer at age 40.
2: It was actually something that I wanted to do for a while, but wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. It was very hard because when you've been in teaching for 18 years and You've got an established career and you start thinking, is this the right thing to do? Am I going to regret this? And so you get a lot of these thoughts going through your mind. But it's funny how certain things come into your life when you are ready for that change. You may not understand it at the time, but certain people, certain events happen, which come along and push you. And then you kind of feel like you're forced to make that change. And once you make that change, you then think, why didn't I do this earlier? (laughs) My sister-in-law was building a house and then, then the thought came about how we're looking into interior design. So I was like, oh, okay. So I did a online course first and it wasn't till three years later that I decided I wanted to do more face-to-face study and then decided that it's now and ever take the plunge. I didn't want to stay in teaching forever and I didn't want to waste any more time. So I thought, just do it and I had no regrets leaving teaching even though at the time I was very fearful of leaving. It was probably one of the best decisions I ever made to leave teaching.
0: Dr Louise Randall was nearly 50 when she decided journalism was no longer for her.
3: I had always wanted to study medicine and I'd always felt slightly dissatisfied that I hadn't And in 2011, I was working as the ABC's New South Wales editor, which means I was in charge of the news operation for all of New South Wales. And we had a helicopter crash, which very unfortunately killed three of my colleagues. And then followed about 18 months of real turmoil, where people kept confiding in me and, you know, it really struck me how distressed people can be whilst living perfectly functional lives. And I became extremely interested in mental health in particular. And I thought, you know, what do I really, really want to do? And I kept going back to medicine I really really want to study medicine and I kept thinking to myself you are absolutely crazy and then I thought you know what I'm never going to be quite happy in life if I don't go to university to study medicine so I thought I'll hang it all I'll just give it a go. I didn't earn at all for five years I was in the privileged position of having a partner who would support me and then unfortunately things went downhill during my university course that uh, we split up so that left me kind of relying on maintenance and Centrelink benefits really it was incredibly tough I was also the parent of a primary school age child but at least I wasn't working shift work so I could do my university in the day and then parent at night.
0: How did it feel going back to university as a mature age student?
3: I remember the first time I went to university and everybody used to kind of look a bit at the mature age students and we're talking, you know, they were they might have been 26 to our 18 years old and ooh, they're a mature age student. So I had, had that feeling in mind and I was going back at the age of 50. But actually, the level of maturity of the the cohort meant that they just really accepted me and seemed very grateful to have me there because I brought a, a certain different flavour to to the course, my knowledge of the outside world.
0: Do you feel like you could have done the study better as a student the first time around in your 20s or at, in your late teens even, or do you feel like you handled it better with all that knowledge of the outside world this time around?
3: That's a really interesting question. Obviously, when you're in your early 20s, your brain is going full power and you're at the top of your mental game, so to speak. I certainly had a problem with rote learning and medicine's full of rote learning. And I just found that I was getting really frustrated because information that would have just slipped into my brain and stayed there when I was a youngster, no longer did that. And I would have to go back again and again and again. However, the upside of going to study medicine as an old person is that you've got a huge amount of knowledge that you acquire over the years about how people work, about how systems work, about what's expected of you as a professional. So whereas There were some negatives. There were a lot of positives in there.
0: How about winning your first major literary prize after you retire? That's exactly what Vicky Laveau Harvey did. After years working as a translator in Canada and France, she moved to Sydney to become a university lecturer and despite retiring, continued to teach ethics to primary school-aged children before picking up a pen and writing a book about her family's struggle with her mother's mental health issues.
1: I, I was in my 70s. I didn't sit down to write it as a book. I sat down to write because I I love writing. I love the process. I wasn't that concerned with sending it out into the world. My focus was more on getting it right on the page for myself, actually. But this experience with my parents in their very late years and how things managed to be tragic and ludicrous at the same time I found interesting and I thought I would like to capture this on the page. And then when it did win the Finch Memoir Prize, I thought, okay, this book may be interesting to people who have had similar or vaguely comparable problems in their own families because everyone has problems in their families. It's just the nature of families.
0: What do you think keeps you motivated to keep – working on things and to keep putting things out into the atmosphere. A lot of people hit retirement age and they say, okay, now's my time to put my feet up, maybe go travelling, but not worry too much about writing a novel or teaching primary school children. What is it, do you think, about you that keeps you contributing in that way?
1: What I want to do and what makes things interesting for me is finding some kind of meaning in them. And I think that's what everybody is looking for in all various ways. Children always are. They're always asking you, what does that mean? And what is that? And I think if you are an adult and you keep asking yourself those questions, you're probably doing the right thing with your human potential. That's my belief.
0: So if you hit 40 and you think that the past two decades of your working life haven't satisfied you, despite the ladders you may have climbed or the progress you may have made, there's no telling how far you can go if you decide to up stumps and retrain or turn that hobby into a career. Will it always be easy? Probably not. Will you have to weigh up whether you can afford it financially? Absolutely. But is it too late? Well, let's ask the ladies. Ladies. I
1: think as long as you are wake up and you're conscious in the morning, it's not too late to do anything. We are so lucky, people my age now, I mean, look at Jane Fronda. You just think, okay, we have a possibility of having some agency in the world, even though we carry the double burden of being women and being older, which makes you damn near invisible in the supermarket aisle. But We still have some agency if we're articulate and if we are looking for some meaning, so let's use it. To me it
3: came down to, if I got to my deathbed and I hadn't done the thing that I wanted to do, would I be disappointed? And I kept coming back thinking, yes, if I don't have a medical degree, there'll be a little hole in my life that I'll always regret not having pursued. You know, if you're looking at a career change in your 40s and beyond, I think you've got to think, is this worth it in terms of my own satisfaction?
2: I would say if you have got that feeling in your gut that you want to do something else and you know that it's something that you feel that you're ready to make that change, Just do it because you don't want to look back 20 years down the track and think, why didn't I do it? I'm no one extraordinary. If I could do it, I think anyone can do it. It's just a matter of just making that decision and just going for it. If you
0: liked today's episode of The Quickie or any others, we'd love to hear about it. Rate and review us in your podcast app and we'll check out all the feedback you give. This episode was produced by Melanie Tate with audio production by Jacob Round.